Hey girl, hey, this is Dot B and Nita, and you're listening to the Freeing Me podcast, where we focused on healing the child within and taking our power back. We are real women having real conversations. Hey girl, hey, and welcome back to Freeing Me podcast. How are you guys? We are taking back our power. This is Real Conversations with Real Women. We are on our last segment of The Little Girl in the Attic. This has really blessed my soul. This has really allowed me to um, really revisit that. You know, we all have a little girl in the attic and we're going to continue to talk about that this week. But I I have with you Auntie Nita. Hey, say hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. And I have our visionary dot with you. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Okay. 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 So let's get started. Let's kind of recap. Last week, we, oh God, we went in, we went in, we went in, and we talked about forgiveness. Not just forgiveness, but forgiving the little girl in the attic and forgiving um, the people and the things that placed us in the attic. We talked about the process. We talked about resentment and girl, how bitterness will kill you, how bitterness was set up for stress and will kill you. We talked about the feelings. We talked about how to let it go. How do you let it go? How do you let um, the resentment go? How do you let hurt go? How do you let that go? And one of the biggest things we talked about that we don't and bring it back around is vulnerability. Woo! When I tell you vulnerability is a session in and of itself, but that was part two. You have to go look on, on our page, um, on our social media page, Free and Me, um, and listen, go back and recap, go back and watch. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media because we want to hear from you and we want you to get this knowledge. We want you to get what we have. Remember, we are real women having real conversations, okay? So this week, y'all ready? I'm going to wait for a second. I'm going to give you a chance to call your girlfriend. Call your girlfriend. Call your sister. Call your church, your work buddy, your mom, your grandma, whatever. You know, even your enemy. Be like, girl, you need to watch this because you a mess. Whatever. However, well, whoever you need to get on here, get them on here because we are about to go into healing. That's right, ma'am. We are, we, because we cannot open up the attic. We can't go up these stairs because we know attic is up. So that's why I'm saying we cannot go up these stairs. We cannot pull out this key, unlock this door, and leave you there, and leave you there. Ask you to do all of these things, take accountability, forgiveness, um, denounce resentment. We cannot do that and not share healing how to be healed how to be free telling you to let it go because just because we let it go that doesn't mean it's not going to come back around but that's another segment that's something else that's something else <laughs> y'all i gotta y'all i get excited y'all should know this by now we we four in i get excited and this voice go high i am remember we gonna say this about 15 more times we church girls and i'm a soprano so this voice is going to go <laughs> to the heavens. So let's get started. Let's get started. So we got, like I said, we have Auntie Nita in the house and we have Visionary Dot in the house. And we are starting, we are starting with healing, the journey of healing. Woo! Let's talk about it. Let's talk about these steps. Let's talk about how do you, how do you even know that you're ready for the process of healing? Because healing is a process. You just can't say, um, you know, no, I'm over and I'm healed. No, it's a process. It's a whole process that has to take place, right? Y'all, it's a process, right? Absolutely. So we we cannot. So let's let's talk about the steps to healing. Now we we know that there are other things that um this can tie in. You can use these processes and these steps for other things. But today, particularly today, we're talking to women with the little girls in the attic. And what is the process to heal whatever? I Have y'all noticed that my attic is right here? When I talk about the attic, I always, I always say right here. But the heart is right here. So maybe that's why I do that, because it's the heart. I don't know. Not I don't do this. I say right here. So today we're we're 
we want to focus on. Not that you can't ask questions about other or how does it or or you know utilize this for other areas of your life from healing. But today we would like to talk about the healing process, the steps to healing the little girl in the attic. Auntie Nita, take us away. Oh man. Um listen, girl, just you talking about that almost made me cry. Because healing that little girl in the attic is so important. She is just waiting. She's waiting for you, first of all, to acknowledge her. She's actually crying out to you. Please acknowledge me. I'm here. I'm hurting. I'm in pain. Please acknowledge me. Please come talk to me. Please come back and get me. Hey, I'm here. Can you see me? Listen, the reason why you're acting or reacting the way you're acting is because I, I haven't been healed. I haven't been healed. You left me in the attic or you put me there to protect me. I get it. You put me there to protect me, but I need you to come back and get me. I need you to come back and get me. So here, here's what you can do um, to go back and grab that little girl. So let me, let me just say this. I, I had a therapy session. Yes, therapy. Black people do get therapy. Um, I had a therapy session um, this past week. Yes, we do. My therapist told me to go and get a picture and then look at that picture and write down all of the feelings, whatever feelings that that wells up and then think about that little girl and like what maybe what she was dealing with at that time or, you know, whatever. And journal it. That's how you can go back and get that little girl. Or if you don't have a picture, I'm a, I'm a person that visualizes. I'm a seer. I'll just say it like that. I'm a seer. So I visualize what I would have looked back, look like at that time. And then I, I journal, but let me tell you sisters, it's important for you to go and get that little girl, whether you put her there or whether somebody else put her there, it's important for you to go get her and acknowledge her, help her to forgive so that you will be able to forgive. And I yield the mic. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. This one is, this one is, you know how you have, um, okay. Here's our first, we church girls and the preachers say today we hear, we teach in the day. I'm not here to shout you today. This is, this is real. This is real today. Um, this is real today. Healing, the healing process, the healing process is real. You know, it is real. Not that, that forgiveness and the others not, but the healing process is like the glue. It, it's like it determines where you go and, and how you react again. If it ever comes up again, it determines if you are going to set yourself free. It determines that. So before I bring in our visionary so she can she can elaborate on this, I want some of you may be like, this is my first time listening. Who, who is this little girl in the attic? What are they talking about? Where is she at? Is she in Seattle? Who, who is the little girl in the attic? Let me explain to you what the metaphor of little girl in the attic is. And I really don't want to say metaphor because she's real. She's real. So I'm not going to say She's metaphor. Real. She's real. So I'm not going to use that term metaphor. I stand corrected because that she's real. So the little girl in the attic is the little girl that you've placed from birth up until now that you placed there because of hurt, because of pain, because of disappointment, because of embarrassment. This is this is anything that has hindered you from moving and becoming the woman that, that God has called you to be, to anything that has hindered you from becoming who you want to become because of fear, because of whatever, and you have tucked it away, that's the little girl in the attic. Whether, no matter what it was from, whether it's from people criticizing you, whether you're too dark, whether you're too light, whether you seem too loud, you seem too, what, no matter what, you're chunky, oh, you're too skinny, or you're too tall, or you're too short, or, you know, sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse. Yes, mental abuse. 
anything that has hindered you through your life that you have placed and that you have allowed to lay dormant and you have not addressed, that is a little girl in the attic. So that's what we're talking about in this segment, um, this series. It was it's a three part series, and we are talking about the little girl in the attic. So, Doc, tell us about the steps. Tell us about the steps to healing. Tell us how you overcame. Tell us how you um, the steps that you took that worked for you. What worked for you? You know, tell us the principles um, of it. For me, uh, the steps that I had to to process was I had to acknowledge that in my mind that it was real. Um, mm -hmm. I had a mental block of reality and um, pretend because I pretended majority of the time that I was something else or somebody mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a difference in my reality. Um, I wanted to be more uh, important than I was. Mm. in other people's lives. So for me, I had to, I had to process um, being humble that I, not everybody gonna like you, not everybody gonna love you. What you're looking for, that person can't give it to you. And it was just being able to say, girl, get your mind out the club, out the cloud. You know, you just ain't for everybody. But you don't want to hear that when you already feel like you ain't for you ain't for your family. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to a pro the process for me, I had to acknowledge that I wasn't what I wanted to be. And so my steps um, included the acknowledgement of bringing me back to reality, acknowledging reality, and then saying, I'm sorry to her because I probably made it worse for her. Mm -hmm. um, putting her in the attic instead of leaving her out. I, I, should, I should not have protected her from what was happening. I shouldn't have made an alternate reality mm -hmm. um, for her because if I had to just acknowledge that it is, it, it was what it was, um, then I wouldn't have had so much hurt or mm -hmm. so much built up, you know, because I, I would have known or felt like I shouldn't have said I would have known. I would have felt like I knew better. I, I, it wasn't a fakeness for me because if I had to really go back and think about it, it wasn't that the love wasn't there. It just wasn't where I thought it should be coming from. Mm. So my steps were trying to get to a different place, but a, I had to acknowledge a different route. Mm -hmm. Wow. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. So I have to say, um, in our last segment, I, I mentioned that my little girl, and I used the term, quote unquote, was prostituted as far as trying mm -hmm. to find love, trying right. to put, you know, trying putting my place and putting myself and my my heart into hands of people who really, really, truly cared nothing about me, but mm -hmm. I wanted them to. So being a people pleaser. So my healing, the first step to my healing was one, I have to be honest. I'm like, God, why? Why am I not love? Why do people not love me? My biggest thing, and I think I said it until I, I probably about 10 years ago. Why is it that everybody I love leave me? Mm -hmm. My mom, my dad, my granny, my grandpa, everybody I love leave me. What is it about me that why do they keep running away from me? And so what had to happen is I had to begin to learn how to love myself. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing I had to begin to learn to love myself. 
And once I begin to learn myself, to love myself, I begin to acknowledge who God had already said I was, my worth. I had to begin to understand that I was worth so much more than what I was looking for out of these people. There was nothing that could, that they could even give me because I was already a daughter of the most high. I was already in a place. I was already that. And I, I didn't know that I was looking for people to validate who I was. Yes. So my healing process started when I, I began to love Felicia for Felicia. I began to love me. I did not look for anybody, even my kids. I know that somebody at home like, what? You didn't look? No. Yeah, no. I agree. No. I agree. I and had I did, to. Do. Yes. That, you, have to, you have to know without a shadow of a doubt. I already knew God loved me, but that's another thing. It, it was. It shouldn't, and I know somebody. They go, people gonna be at home like, oh my god, here you go. I already knew God loved me, but it was different. I don't know why that was different. The seeking a different kind of love when you're getting unconditional love, no matter what. But because it was for me, different. it wasn't physical. It wasn't physical. I, I was looking for a physical thing. Maybe you know, that's, I was looking yeah. for a physical uh, yeah. portion because I didn't understand. Yeah, his love. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. That I had. Yes, you have to say that has to. That is true. We didn't understand it, but that was the healing process. That that was the beginning of the healing process for me and my little girl in the attic because that's what I was looking for. And all along, I'm looking for something that I already had. I already had it. Yes. Everything with the things that I took myself through to even get this little inkling of a feeling, I already had it. So that was how, for me, that's how my healing process started. When I acknowledged, um, you know, that girl, you are worth so much more than what you are trying to get out of these people. <laughs> girl, when you know, when I realized my worth, when I realized, when I begin to love me. For me, for who I am, the, the, the shortness, the roundness, the everything, the fullness. When I begin to love me for me and to be and to know that everybody that loves me, leave me. And then to know that my my father said I would never leave you nor forsake you. It's a game changer for me, but that was for me. That was a game changer for me, you know. So let's talk. So we kind of tied in the roads travel. You know, we kind of tied those in. But we, can, if you want to touch on it, we could touch on it. So in the um, in this journey of healing, you know, we have steps that we took. But there was also roads that we had to travel. The steps are specific. The roads travel, it was like there, there could have been some hurts. There could have been some pains. There could have been some, some other trials. There could have been some other hindrances. So, um, Antonita, talk to us about um, Rose Travel, the Rose Travel during your healing process, during the process of healing. You know, you have your steps. Now, you know, what were some of the roads that you had to travel to get to, to even get to steps? Wow. So, um, some of the roads that I had, had to travel um, defi definitely um, dealt with learning how to love me because uh, I hated myself. I hated myself to the point that I did not want to be here no more. Yeah. And I actually had a plan to take my life, but the Holy spirit said, and yes, we're, we are kingdom girls. So, yeah. um, Holy spirit was like, no, I got more for you. So you're not, you're not getting ready to drive into the Illinois river. Cause that's yeah. exactly what I was getting ready to do. Ooh, and y'all, I was afraid of water and I was afraid of drowning. So why would I want to go and drown myself? that's just how the stupid devil is i can't stand words so i had to learn how to love myself and then i also had to forgive god you might be like what do you mean you got to forgive god but i had to because i was mad at him for taking my mother from me i'm like I, dude i didn't even get a chance to have a relationship with her i didn't even get to know her i didn't even realize that until i think i was in my late 40s 
when I realized that, oh my gosh. And I was reading Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And that is the book that enlightened me on the fact that Juanita, you are angry with God. So you need to forgive him. So, you know, that was another road that I traveled. And when I actually forgave God, I felt so much lighter, so much lighter. And then I also had to see God in a different light because the way I saw God was, I'll just say this, the way I experienced God's love for me was through the lens of my father's love for me. Mm -hmm. And my father, he was a pastor. So his first duty for him was taking care of church. Mm -hmm. And we was just kind of there. I mean, he was a good dad, you know, he provided for us, but Mm -hmm. I don't think he realized that he abandoned his family Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. church. But even to take it back farther than that, he was abandoned as a child as well, physically by his father. Mm -hmm. So my, my lens, um, at to, to see how God loved me was clouded by my father's love for me. So I had to learn how to accept God's love for me, not in the, the way that my father, my physical father loved me, but accept the fact that no girl, I really love you. I am so in love with you. Don't, do you get it? Do you get it? It took me years though. I'm in my fifties now. I'm almost 60 and it took me, let's see. 46 years mm-hmm. to even begin to see how God loved me. And then once I, I learned how to love me and once I learned how to really accept God's love for me, it was up from there. Then I began to see my self-worth. Then I began to see who I am in God, who he created me to be. Mm-hmm. I'm a masterpiece. Years ago, I could never, ever say that. I would look in the mirror and all I would see is flaws. But honey, I'm a masterpiece and I am beautiful. I am beautiful. And he's he's not done with me yet. So I'm gonna yield the mic because I can I can go on and on about me, but I'm gonna let somebody else talk about them. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that is true. I think we what we'll find out um when our visionary uh come up next that one of the first steps that is loving ourselves, acknowledging that, you know what, girl, you got to love yourself, but then acknowledging the love that God has for us. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, Doc, so we t- we are talking about the, where are we at? Road travel. So we already talked about the journey as far as the steps to healing, but the the road you travel to, to healing, because as we said before, as I mentioned, that, that's not a good, that road, I'm not, it's not a good road. I take that back to what I was about to say that, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that road can be hard. That road can be challenging because you have different obstacles that will literally present themselves, you know, and some of them are strategic so that you cannot heal. So you can stay in a place of resentment. And so some of them are strategically placed so that you can never get your healing. So talk to us about that. Doc. Um, so the road travel for me is I, as I grew older and matured, I was okay with the road because the road introduced me and taught me who I am Mm -hmm. um so even though I had that little girl in the attic she taught me how to protect myself she taught me how to love again she taught me um where I can go when I need help you know, without me trying to be or protect that little girl in the closet, I probably wouldn't have never been the person that everybody see now. Like I'm enjoying her now. You know what I'm saying? Because now I go back and talk to her because nobody talked to her. So even if that meant I'm in the house by myself, which now as an empty nester, that happens a lot. I'm talking to myself. Girl, get up. Let's go today. You know what I'm saying? Get up, comb your hair. Let's let's just go ride. Whereas 
when I was vulnerable or in a state of brokenness, I couldn't even go nowhere by myself. I couldn't go to the grocery store alone. You know, I'm learning how to become Dot or I'm learning how to become Dorothea when before I was whoever they wanted me to be or I was that mother, I was that wife, I was that girlfriend, I was that, you know, there's always been something that I was that wasn't me. So now I'm learning that little girl and me and her are becoming best friends. So when you say loving on yourself and it's made you love yourself, you know, um, that was that was my steps is getting to know that little girl and what her dreams and aspirations were at that age. Like five years ago, I, I couldn't tell you what I wanted. I didn't know because I was so used to everybody else telling me what I should be doing. Oh, you do this well, so you should do this. Or you do that well, you should do this. You should do this. Or, you know, going to college, my mom was like, if it ain't close, you ain't going. So I ain't go. You know what I'm saying? I stay home. I never wanted to be here. I wanted to be like across the world by now. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to go to school way on the other side of the country thinking that if I left, I could escape all this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I had to learn and go back and talk to her to be like, girl, what did you want? Let's get it now because it's never too late. You know, so my steps were going back and trying to figure out who she was and how we can help her get where she want to be. That's great. We, yeah. This segment of the little girl in the attic, it's just, it's, it's just mind blowing, you know, it's mind blowing and it, I think it's well needed. It's well needed. Um, I tied my Zen to, to, um, with uh, my steps, you know, so that I won't revisit it. I won't revisit it, but what I want to move on to is boundaries. Ooh, that's boundaries. We, we, let's <laughs> let's talk about the boundaries um, because I think we have to discuss boundaries. We have to address boundaries because we have acknowledged the little girl in the attic. We have acknowledged what has been done to her. We have acknowledged. Um, how it made us feel. We have acknowledged how triggers um, have made us react. Um, we have acknowledged so much about the little girl in the attic, the forgiveness, the resentment, um, the steps to healing. But now that we we're there, so we're there. We've done all that. We're stepping out. We're we're no longer. Um, we're always vulnerable, but we're not reacting to our vulnerability. Um, so we're there so now we have to address the boundaries because whatever it was that we that happened that we placed the little girl in the attic we want to make sure that that woman doesn't go in the attic too we want to make sure you know we want to make sure that we can't exchange it's not an even exchange you let her out and i'm putting her in no mm. uh, the thing is we are taking back our power that's right. right we're taking back our power we're freeing me and we're taking back our power so we can't do it even exchange we can't say you know what we we've already we've talked i apologize i forgive i i'm not resentful i i'm not vulnerable i know my triggers we can't say that but then we don't set boundaries and what we end up doing is doing, uh, it's not even an even exchange at this point. That's not even an even exchange. You right. give me her, I give you her. No, mm -hmm. that's not, no, we're not doing that. That <laughs> attic is going to, like they put the X on the, uh, back in the day, the medicine that there's poisonous and they put the X <laughs> in the skulls. That attic is like that. Yeah. We turn that into a woman cage. You know, that man got the man cage. We turn that into a woman, a storm room, a whatever. We, that's what we do. We're not, we're not using that attic to hide 
our pain and our fears and our uh, vulnerabilities and our discomfort and our disappointments and our hurts. We're not using that anymore. And we're not exchanging the little girl for the grown woman. So we have to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. So right. let's talk about it. Let's talk about those those boundaries, Auntie Nita. Let's talk about those healthy guards. Let's talk about how what are we going to do to protect? Because now we're able to do that. Now we have a voice. When before, when we were little girls, we back in all of ours, you are to be seen and, and not heard. heard. <laughs> Grown folks talking. Grown, I wish that you part. would. I wish you act like you got an opinion today. I want you to act like you got an opinion because you don't. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I think at all. it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, what are you, what? Girl, you better go on with these Bobby Sots and ribbons. Go on, these cotton ribbons in your head. You better go. On. <laughs> so, AT <laughs> so, Nita, talk to us about the healthy guards. Let's let's talk about things that help keep us on track so that we don't we don't make that we don't make that exchange. We cannot. We can't afford to make that exchange at this point in our life. It would be detrimental for us huh. to switch out the little girl in the attic and then put that grown woman in there. That would be detrimental to us. So please don't do that. Do it. Setting boundaries is important. That is an important tool into not exchanging the grown woman for the little girl because now you're putting a little girl in danger again mm-hmm. so because remember she's a little girl and she really hasn't grown up yet <laughs> so setting those boundaries are important and they're important because first of all they will teach people how to treat you and then they will teach you how to treat you because, okay, so you can set boundaries and, you know, have people not cross those boundaries. You definitely can do that. But then when it comes to you, you cross the boundary with yourself all the mm. time. So you have to set boundaries for others, but you also have to set boundaries for yourself as well. And mm-hmm. you have to keep them. So this is something that I'm just recently learning because I ain't never set no boundaries. People, I, people had all kinds of access to me. You need me to do something? Okay, girl. Yeah, I'm always available. Just call me. I'll help you. No, no is a whole sentence. Mm-hmm. So Sorry. I had to start learning how to say, no, I'm not available. I'm on vacation. Nope, I'm not doing that. I'm a person that, um, what's the word I want to say? Uh, I have a lot of mercy. I'll just put it like that. Um, and a lot of empathy for people. So I'm always wanting to help. And I'm always, girl, I got you, girl. No, Juanita, do you have you? Oh, do you have you? So that's why it's important to set those boundaries. Definitely set them with you. Work on, work on you, work on you, keep your boundaries and then work on setting boundaries with others. Listen, you can do one or two a week. I learned this from my my business coach. She is the truth. Um, We should have her on too, y'all. Her name is Tamika Thomas. Just giving her a shout out. She is the truth. Um, She helped me to learn how to even think about boundaries. And then I started learning how to set boundaries. It has not been easy. And of course, Mm -hmm. with myself, I've always like crossed the line. Like, girl, no, go back. You're setting a boundary. Now keep it. So, I mean, as far as it is the healthy guards, um, I journal. Those are one of those things. It maybe, you know what, before we start talking about with that, let's go to that. And then she can introduce us to what the healthy guards are. <laughs> right, and right. Then, I can yeah, do that. tell you do yeah. that. what my healthy guards are. Yeah. Come on, Dot. Come on. Introduce Introduce your girlfriends to the healthy guard, like, because we need them. These are, these are these boundaries and we are setting them and we are, we are, we have no choice. We have to take back our power. We have no choice. Help us out, dog. You're right. You're right. We don't have a choice. Um, And we have to, the number one thing for me is we have to know that boundaries are okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we put boundaries on strangers all the time. Because you feel like they don't know you. 
But you have to have boundaries with your family, your your kids, your husband, and everybody else too, because otherwise, then it ends up you're the one overwhelmed, and they're going like, "What I do? This is just that's normal for us. Being overwhelmed is not normal. So we got to learn how to be able to." to set these boundaries and be okay with setting the boundaries mm-hmm. for a healing place, you know, because we ain't doing them, but adding more to bring a whole nother set of issues that we're going to eventually have. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, those healthy guards are letting others know when you're tired, mm-hmm. letting others know that I'm just not in the mood today, tread lightly. I, I tell people they might not be the babe to get smart with me because I'm, you know, I ain't had no sleep. I'm emotional. You know, I don't know what the date is because, yes, I have lost my mom and my dad. I have lost my grandma, my the parents that raised me from dang near birth. Um, both of them are gone. Um, so I get emotional around certain times because I do still have triggers. I know my triggers. I know a smell. I know if I was in a certain place, I could hear what they would be telling me to do and Mm -hmm. different things like that. So I could be emotional sometimes. So in that emotional time, I have to set boundaries because then it could be a fire that may turn into an inferno. So, you know, for me, I have to set those boundaries and I had to learn what those boundaries are. So that I'm not bleeding on other people during my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So to me, your vulnerability adds to your boundaries. You know, that's why you need them set because of your vulnerability. I know when it ain't the right time. Mm-hmm. So I have to take the necessary steps to make sure that I'm in a healthy place for me and the little girl. Because I'm still in charge of her. Yes. She still is not, she's not, she's never been invisible to me. So Mm -hmm. because she's never been invisible to me, she's always a part of my life. Mm -hmm. So I always acknowledge my little girl in it, uh, at it. So when she's hurting, I'm hurting and vice versa. So I have to set those boundaries to make sure I'm protecting her and me. Because then if I don't, then that's 10 steps that I got to come back from. Mm-hmm. And who wants to keep going back? It's a, it's a, it's the little, the, it brings me to the, the, you know, when you're on the playground and it was that they don't even have them no more, but you get on a um, little thing that go and everybody run around until oh, the merry-go-round the and then you jump on it at the <laughs> end it's the merry-go-round, the merry-go-round. Yeah. you know that fall off but i don't want to keep going in the same circle no you know what i'm saying so as uh those healthy boundaries allow me to be like okay stay home today you know you got an attitude you know don't do don't you don't have time to do that say no and it's okay. And they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Because if I say no, somebody else will say, yeah. Absolutely. But I used to think if I don't do it, who else going to do it? Mm-hmm. That ain't my problem. <laughs> you know, I'm over here dying because I'm saying yes when it ain't my yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So my boundaries became a guard for me and her because we're still connected. I still feel her, her heart is my heart. Mm-hmm. So my boundaries became I had to make sure that I was okay for her and she for me. Because in the end, that's who I have to answer to. Yes. Because she's the one answering to God. Because as he told us, I knitted you in the womb. I knew exactly what I was doing. Yes. yes. But because I didn't know who she was, I opened up her a floodgate of stuff to happen to her mm-hmm. because I didn't have a boundary. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ties into that healthy guard too. It's self care. Self care. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nita, tell us about your, because you wanted to come back to your healthy guard. Yes. So, so okay, go ahead. Go yes, ahead. My, my healthy guard, it starts with self care. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had to learn how to care for myself because remember, I hated myself. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you know, I had to learn how to love me. And then when I learned how to love me, I had to learn how to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Again, no is a whole sentence. You ain't got to show up all the time, every time, because you think people going to miss you mm-hmm. or they can't do this without me. No, go sit your tail down. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like some people say, go sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Somewhere. <laughs> you bleeding so sat down sat down and take care of yourself yeah so, you know some of the things i do you know i use as a healthy guard is you know my sister circle mm-hmm. i have some some amazing um you know authentic sisters that they tell me when i'm, I'm not right and mm-hmm. they also encourage me mm-hmm. they'll tell me when hey girl uh, yeah no you 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 ain't that ain't right now you know you should you could have said that different or you could have did something different so you know i journal a lot too i usually do daily daily dumps i usually do them at night so i'll talk, write about like the day or some of some of the things that are on my mind mm-hmm. um I, i'll journal it out and then i also um at the end of that i will thank god for what he's done for me today done for me today it's what i'm grateful for so you know we all should always should be grateful and then, honey, therapy, honey, that's another one of my healthy guards. I don't mm-hmm. mind sharing. I know there's a stigma in the Black community. Mm-hmm. We, we, yes. what, what happened in the house should stay in the house. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be telling mm-hmm. nobody our business. Well, I'm telling all the business. Mm-hmm. So I, I use um, therapy as a tool as well. That's one of my healthy guards. So let me tell you, it's really working. And mm-hmm. then you go back and um, whatever assignment they give you, make sure that you do it. Because it's going to help you. Mm-hmm. And I yield the mic. Awesome. Awesome. So I have to say, I agree with you guys. So, um, Antonita, I have to, I have to say this because when you said it, I, um, I jotted this down. So you, you were like, um, at some point, at one point you were just like, I got you. I, I'm helping everybody. I'm helping everybody. And so what I wrote down is that I got you, but who got me? I got you, but who got me? While I'm doing this, I got, I have you, I'm helping you with your self-care. I'm helping you Mm -hmm. with your self-care. I'm pouring out, you know, I'm pouring out me into Mm -hmm. you and I am broken. I'm broken. I don't have anything. I can't even gather myself together to even paint my own nails right now. Cause you know, even if I wanted to give some self-care to myself, I could, I can't because I have allowed, (laughs) and, and we do that in so many different areas of our life. We do it in our families. We do it on our job. We do it in the church. We do it in the church. We do it in the church. The most Mm -hmm. we do it in the church because, and I'm gonna get off of it, but because they just, the the church has got a way of making you feel like, oh, so you gonna tell God no? No, I'm telling you no. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't tell God no. Trying to send you on a guilt trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So with the boundaries, my my healthy guard um, is I'm a journal. I'm a journalist. I have so many journals. I journal, I journal, I journal. I write everything down. But also, um, um, because I am an intercessor, that is my my healthy, um, that is my healthy guard praying because and 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 look, let me tell you, I am not talking about this deep shando. Da, da, da. I'm not talking about this deep prayer. I talk to my father just like I'm talking to y'all. Some of y'all might think that's disrespectful, but I talk to him just like Lord, I don't even God. Look, I don't feel like it today. I'm tired. These people getting on my nerves. And somebody say one more thing to me. I talk to my father because he's my father. So this is how I talk to him. So that is definitely, I have learned that that is a healthy, um, that is a healthy guard for me and my circle. My, my, I have, because I'm just that person, I have, I have circles. I have circles and I just can get along with anybody. I'm just that type of person. I just, I can. But when we're talking about those boundaries, 
I have to be careful with that because I am that person that can get along with anybody. And like mm-hmm. the old saying, old mm-hmm. saying goes, sometimes people take your kindness as your weakness. Yes. And yes. so I have to be careful with that because my little girl in the attic was lacking love or felt like she wasn't being loved. And so she turned into a people pleaser. So I have to be mindful of my yes. Like Nita said, no is a sentence. I had to be mindful because my yes was yes, 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 because I didn't want anybody to be upset. Yes, yes, yes. Not that I can't be confrontational, but I choose not to be confrontational. That's just not my first nature. So I just did never want anybody to be mad. I always say, and I always chalked up because the church taught me it was my servitude. My yes was my servitude. Mm-hmm. That's so wrong. It's so wrong. It did me so wrong. It did so wrong. But that that is, you know, when in in a lot we we learn it like that. Some of us is your yes is because oh you're a good servant because that's what your your calling is. You are called to da 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 and all this. So. I, and I'm not, before y'all go talking about she bashing the church, no, nope. real women, <laughs> real women having real conversations. And I'm sure y'all didn't been on the usher board, worked in the kitchen, been in the choir, worked membership, and did all you doing six things. And you got a hundred people at your church and you doing six things. What? Right. Can we say 2000? Try 2000. <laughs> You do two thousand, and you still the only one they come ask. What? <laughs> you ain't you can so nobody else because you gonna say yes. Mm-hmm. So so on shows like uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm busy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, you're very dependable. Yes. So they that's actually that part. they pimp your gift. That's what they do. Yes, that's it. That's it's it. that part. That so you you just like the pimp on the street. Yeah. <laughs> We real are real women, women having real conversations. Real conversations. <laughs> real women, real conversations. Okay, so let's um so we're, we're believe it or not, y'all, we coming to a close. We are coming to a close. There's a couple more things that we we do want to talk about in this process of the little girl in the attic. So we have to discuss, we cannot leave without discussing labeling. Um we we going to talk a little about labeling, but the big thing that we want to spend the most of our time left on is trust, right? And let me tell you, trust, we can't do it in 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. So trust is coming back. So that means you have to come back with us so we can discuss this trust, you know, because there's so many different areas that we need to discuss, so many things that we need to talk about, so many things we need to acknowledge, so many things we need to shut down about trust too, because I mean, we it, it just is. So let's, um, let's touch on labeling. In, in the sense of, of our under our boundaries and labeling. And then let's go right into um, trust. Let's touch on labeling. And then we'll go right into trust because we need to talk about trust. And we need to talk about the hardship. We, we need to talk about that. So if you guys want to, whoever want to take labeling and start it off and just, you know, we'll do that. And then we're going right into trust. Go ahead, Dot. Well, labeling. Hello, visionary. Um. I like to look at it like a bullseye. Um, When we set in boundaries, we need to make clear, precise boundaries. So I like to look, like I said, I like to look at it as a bullseye. I have a, a inner circle that they get the rough, the raw, whatever. Um, with God at the helm of that because that is my inner circle. God is my inner circle. Um, I'm like you, Fee. I talk to him like I talk to somebody on the street. Like, nigga, I don't like what's going on, but I'm going to keep serving you, but I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I talk to him. I ain't feeling you today, but I still love you, but I need you to get it together because I don't like, you know, um, Then I have a a circle that, you know, yes, I trust them, but I like to not, I don't want to say I put limits on it. There is there, but there are some limits to that circle. You know what I'm saying? I don't come to them 
and be like, okay, girl, I need such and such. That's for my inner circle, you know? Um, And then it just expands, you know, into different areas or whatever bucket you're in. There's people that I encounter that I know that I'm supposed to be a blessing to, you know, there's there, but they're never, they will never be a blessing to me. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that it's being facetious or ugly or anything like that. They're, they're not put in my presence to be a blessing to me. I'm, I'm supposed to do something for them, you know, and that's just God ordained. Um, however, but the closer you are to the inner, there's expectations that I have, if that makes sense. So that's my labeling. When I say I, I, I put a label on things, there are labels and, and buckets as um, I have a friend that says she calls them buckets. Okay, I'm sorry, I had you in the wrong bucket. Let me put you in the right one so that I know that this is what my expectations of you are versus what I am, you know, expecting because what I thought we were, we weren't. Mm. Wow. So um, I'm, I was reading a book by uh, Dr. Darius Daniels and he talks about, um, he calls it, you know, the friends, friend circles and all of that um, and how we mislabel those people. So some of them people that you think that your friends, um, they're really just associates. Mm-hmm. Others may be assigned your assignment, but you're trying to make them a friend. And then others might be an advisor. And then you have your sisters. Yeah. So you know, with the buckets. Yeah. I, I put a whole lot of people in the wrong bucket. Cause I tried to make everybody my friend. All they had to do, we had to do was just have a good conversation. I'm like, Oh, we don't be friends. Yeah. No. So it's, it's important, um, to know, uh, which person to put in which bucket. So if you want to, you know, use that with, with labeling, um, you can label them friends since sister circle assignment advisor, or, you know, they, they might be just, you know, whatever, but everybody ain't, ain't your friend. Everybody ain't your friend. Everybody ain't your sister. You do have advisors. You do have assignments. So it's important. It's important. To, and, and that ties into trust as well, because you can't trust everybody. Yeah. How no. about you trying to tell something to your assignment, but that's the person that you're supposed to be helping. But mm-hmm. you're trying to make them your friend and you're trying to put them in your sister circle and you're trying to tell them stuff when they're, they're the ones that you're supposed to be helping. So that just, you know, creates a whole bunch of mess. And then you get your feelings hurt. Yeah. And then you got to go and you draw back because then, okay, well, I can't trust you then. So let me move you farther over. So it, it's important. It's important. Trusting yourself with other people. Oof. The biggest, the biggest trust, I'll just put it like that, um, as far as uh, labeling who we trust is God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you don't trust God, that's Mm -hmm. a big problem. Mm -hmm. And I know there are times that we don't trust him, but. Oh, let's talk about, well, I guess we can't. We need to, that's definitely a, a subject we need to bring back up because for this segment, um, Nita, I I, I want to say, like, for me, I felt like I didn't trust God because he let all the things happen. Mm-hmm. So did you did you have that sentiment? I like, did. I okay. did. And that was, you know, again, it, it circled or centered around the death of my mom. Mm. And then the abandonment of my father. I was getting ready to edit. But, you know, yeah, he was in the house. He was physical, he, physically there. He was present mm-hmm. and he provided for us. But, you know, he did the best that he could. But, you know, dad put the church before us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that I would say yes. I agree because I feel like I my mom and dad was there, too. But I felt like I was always the afterthought mm-hmm. or the makeup, you know, um, 
this was their second go round, if I can be honest, you know, mm-hmm. what they thought they could fix, what they thought they had messed up when it really wasn't a problem either or, or the problem before that, you know what I'm saying? It was just something that nobody wanted to address. And we go through all this heart family stuff that just bleeds down generation to generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to fix it the wrong way. So I became a product of them trying to fix what they didn't actually break. Ooh. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you 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 go through all of that physical challenge. And I used to think like, okay, God, you know, we going and we serving you. I I now understand where the scripture that they try to tell or that they tell you that say it, I shouldn't say try because it ain't a try. <laughs> that trials come to make you strong. And, yes. you know, it's that one. It's the, you know, the joy no matter what. And I used to be like, this is not joyous. I don't understand how I'm supposed to be a Christian in these circumstances. I might as well be in the street. Right. If all this stuff is going to happen. You know, what am I being good for? And so that that was where my trust lied with God. Like, what am I being good for if I'm still going to have to have these trials? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not good for me because that's not not how I want to be a Christian. I I wanted the perfect Christian walk. You didn't need to tell, you didn't need to show me. All you had to do was tell me that some bad was going to happen. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> I didn't need that. You know what I'm saying? So my my trust would have become labored right. with just in God in general. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I couldn't trust God, I definitely can't trust nobody else. Right. Ooh. Y'all on a roll today, but unfortunately, we have to come to a close. We are, I know, I know this is good and I and and we will pick it back up. Um, yeah, trust. I yeah, I'm just gonna leave it right there. I'm gonna leave it right there because I, you know, I I see it all, I hear it all. I I I, you know, like I shared before, um, my story is similar to that. I didn't know I was hurting. Like I didn't, I didn't know that I was hurting because my aunts and my aunties, my uncles, my grandma, my grandpa, they shielded yep. that from me. I did yep. not know I was broken. I didn't know. I if we was poor, I didn't know we was poor. Evan, yep. you know, I did not know that. So that part, um, um, I did not know. Now, I will say. Once I got older, that could have been, if I had to look at trust, that could have been like, oh, what? That was a lie? Y'all lied to me? (laughs) (laughs) Once I got older, my trust, you know, but I I didn't, you know, my, I cannot say that my little girl in the attic, I can, I can't say that I did not, you know, as a little girl, as an adult, something different, but as a little girl, no. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, we still have, we have another um, segment coming up. Matter of fact, let me tell you, we have the next series that's coming up. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it. It is. Y'all ready? What love got to do with this? What does love got to do with this? Y'all, we are... You know what? Uh, we we thought Tina Turner went in with it. No, we we going we going with it. We going with it. But what's love got to do with it? So what I want to tell you is that this was a three part. This was literally the little girl in the attic was a three part series, and it will be at the end of the month. It will be on our social media site, so you will be able to go back and you'll be able to listen to all of them. But I want you to keep. I keep an eye on the social media because we're going to be placing some things on there, some assignments, some activities that we need you to do with us because we want, like I said, we're not just going to leave you there. We we want to continue to check in with you and see how your healing process is going. Remember, our email address is freemepodcast at gmail.com. 
our Facebook page is Free Me Podcast, and there is also a private group. So come on, join, join. We want you to join. If you have any questions, any concerns, any comments, whatever, whatever you want to say, whatever you want us to know, whatever, any questions that you have, um, we also have Spotify. This will also be on Spotify and Google. So, you know, for your listening pleasures, but I keep your eyes open because I see I see God moving radio and things like that. Huh? What? Somebody said radio. I see it. I see it. Hey, I girl. see it. Hey. CB. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey. But we love you. Auntie Nita loves you. Dot our visionary love you. What you want to say to the people before we leave? Um, Just keep keep coming, keep coming. coming. Um, If we haven't hit you or got you uh, in a spot yet, we coming, we coming. I promise we going coming down your road, coming down your road. We going to (laughs) address every, any and everything we can. If you feel like um, there's something we haven't touched on that you want us to expound on, hit us. We, we here, we, we want to be a help to you because we're continuing to, to um grow as well so just be you know it, it it's a learning process with us as well so it yeah. we don't have it all we don't have all the answers but we're gonna make sure that um if we don't have it we're gonna get it so come back auntie nita you have anything to say we're gonna leave it at that we're gonna leave it at that all right we love you remember hey girl hey we love you we are we are doing this freeing me taking back our power that is our theme we're freeing me and taking back our power so we're real women having real conversations and we'll see you next time talk to you later bye-bye bye-bye as always Thanks for listening to the Freeing Me podcast, where we focus on healing the child within and taking our power back. And remember, the more we heal, the more we win.